Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Main Street Finance Podcast. I am, of course, Alex, your host, and today we are going to talk about how to establish your credit. Now, I have talked a lot over the past few weeks about credit reports and credit scores, but in last week's episode, I mentioned a few times that adding someone as an authorized user can help establish their credit. Well, I feel like that deserves a little bit more explanation, as some people may not know what establishing your credit actually means. So this week, we're going to do a step-by-step introduction into what that is, as well as some good ways to do it. So let's go. You're listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast, where we take the Wall Street bull by the horns to help you achieve your financial goals. Whether it's budgeting, investing, or financial independence, we tackle the big questions in the pursuit of financial literacy. And now, your host. All right, everyone. Now, by this point in my show, we should be aware of the importance of credit reporting and how it is used to generate a credit score. But what happens if you don't have a credit report? If you've never had a credit card or a loan, then your information hasn't ever been reported to the credit bureaus. And if your information hasn't been reported, then you likely don't have a credit report, and therefore you also don't have a credit score. But increasingly, this is starting to affect older people because they simply want to avoid debt in their early life, and it comes back to bite them when it comes to their credit. Today's topic is on establishing your credit. What that means is that you currently do not have a credit report, and you need to establish a credit history. In plain English, you establish your credit by opening your first debt account. This would typically be a loan or a credit card. However, here is my problem with that. Since we are trying to establish credit, by definition, this means that you do not have a credit report. Now, to lenders, this makes you an incredibly large risk because there is no way to know how you will handle that debt and what the chances of them being paid back are. Because of that, you are going to get a ridiculous interest rate. Now, I can tell you that it's situations like this is how you end up seeing people with a 13% interest rate on their car loan. So if you ever see or hear a commercial about no credit check required or poor credit, no credit, okay, those dealerships are likely making most of their money on profiting on your financing. Just a fun fact for you. The natural question at this point is, well, Alex, You just said that to establish credit, you have to get a credit card or loan. But then you turned around and said that lenders will assign me a crazy high interest rate. Well, yes, that's correct. With no additional information, this really seems like a situation that you can't get out of without paying a high cost. However, that's why I have a podcast. The reason you get the high interest rate is because you are classified as a high-risk borrower. What you need to think about is how you can lower your risk in the eyes of the lender. If you're a low-risk borrower, then you get the low interest rates. That's why people with high credit scores get low interest rates on their loans. It's because the high score tells the lender that there is a very high probability of them getting paid back. The way you can reduce your risk as a borrower, even though you don't have credit, is to offer collateral. If the bank has something that they can take to ensure that they don't lose money, that lowers their risk, and therefore lowering your interest rate. When it comes to establishing credit, I firmly recommend doing it the way that I did it. The following is a true story on how I established my credit. 
Back in my freshman year of college, I was a computer science major who had just discovered that it was possible to build your own computer. At the same time, quite a few of my homework assignments involved actually typing out code, which is really hard to do when you have 18 hours of coursework, 30 hours of working a job every week, and having to go to the library to do all of your computer homework. At the same time, I was just getting into personal finance and realized that the earlier I established my credit, the better off I would be. By the way, I was right. If you didn't know, 15% of your credit score is the length of your credit history. Because of this, your first two years of having credit, even after you establish it, is going to look rough. Once you cross that two-year mark, you get out of the lowest tier for credit history, and you receive a bump in your credit score. Anyway, back on topic. I was a freshman and decided that I could graduate with three years of credit history and have a solid credit score for when I got out of college. Again, I ended up being right here. So here's what I did. I saved up $800 so that I could buy all the parts for what would soon be my new gaming uh, schoolwork computer, and then I went to my bank. I sat with my banker and told them that I would like a secured personal loan for $800. Now, in this context, secured means that you're going to give them collateral for the loan. Since I was securing the loan with cash, I was basically automatically approved. Fun fact, in most cases, if you give cash that is equal to the loan amount to the bank as collateral, you likely won't go through a long underwriting analysis of your financials, because there is zero risk to a 100% cash-secured loan. If you don't make a single payment on the loan, well, they have your cash anyway, so they're covered. So I went ahead and I applied for my $800 loan, and here's what happened. The bank took $800 out of my checking account, because that was their collateral, and then they put $800 back into my checking account for the loan. Over the next six months, I made monthly payments of something like $140 a month, and after those six months, the loan was paid off, and they gave me my $800 back that they had originally taken as collateral. So what happened was, I gave them the cash to pay off the loan up front. This lowered my risk and my interest rate. Because that loan posed zero risk to the bank, they didn't even worry about me not having a credit report. Heck, they didn't even ask to see any of my tax returns or really any of my other financial information. Once I got the loan, the bank reported that loan to all the credit bureaus, and voila, I had established my credit and had a perfect repayment history. So what happened was I established my credit while it only cost me about $26 in interest on my loan. Once my credit was established, I applied for a student credit card and was approved due to my brand new credit history. I actually still have that credit card today, which brings me to another quick tip. If you have just established your credit, do not close your oldest credit account. Remember that you are graded on your length of credit history, but that's mostly your history on open accounts. So if you go through this and then close your oldest credit accounts, you're going to find your new credit score drop pretty quick. That was the story of how I established my credit. And this is the second cheapest and best way to establish your credit. Now, what's the best way? Well, that's going to be being added as an authorized user on someone's credit card that has a good history. It's the easiest way, but that method requires having someone with great credit being willing to add you onto their account. For those of you that have difficulty finding that, like I did, then my way is going to be likely the best option for you. Remember that you can establish your credit by opening just about any credit account. So you can get added as an authorized user, get a credit card in your name, get a personal loan in your name, go get a car loan and buy a car, 
and basically go out and get any loan and it'll do the job. However, I do think that you should stay away from car loans and getting your own credit card until after you establish your credit. This is because you're going to be charged a very high interest rate. And because you don't want to close your oldest credit account, you may be stuck with that high interest rate for years. Overall, if you cannot use the authorized user method of establishing your credit, I would recommend either doing a secured personal loan like I did, or you could even look into getting a secured credit card, which is the same thing, but you can keep borrowing the money over and over again just like a credit card would. Although, since you're going to keep that account for a while, because again, you don't want to close your oldest account early, I think the better option is the secured loan over the secured credit card. Then, once you have your credit established, you should be able to get a much better interest rate when it's time for you to seriously look into debt that you're going to have for the long term, such as buying a car or buying a house or even the credit card that you're going to use long term. Now, before we get out of here, I do want to mention one more thing. Remember that I am not a financial professional and I don't know everything. Things in the finance industry change all the time, so depending on when you're listening to any of my episodes, the information may or may not be accurate. There's a lot of things that change annually, so if you listen to a podcast episode even a year afterwards, some of that information may be out of date. I always encourage you to look up other resources on the topics after I talk about them, so that way you can gain at least another perspective, and even potentially find a better way to have a topic explained, because again... I'm not perfect. With that in mind, I'm going to include some links in the description of this episode for some extra reading on this topic of establishing your credit. And with that, we can go ahead and close out the show. Remember to send me any questions on inflation that you may have, as well as leave a like or a review if you like my content. And I will see you all next time. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Finance Podcast. Have a question on today's topics or have suggestions for future episodes? Send an email to mainstfinance at gmail.com. Sharing is caring, so if you learned something new and useful today, make sure you share with friends and family. Don't forget to like and subscribe to be notified of new episodes. For demonstrations and more examples, be sure to check out the YouTube channel. We'll see you next time.